0: For our scripture passage today, we uh, continue to look at these uh, single verses that are often called life verses. These verses that uh, either sum up the faith well, or just speak to us in uh, in real deep and personal ways, or just provide that uh, that sure foundation that we can return to over and over again to uh, to reorient our lives. And today we're looking at John chapter eight thirty two, and this is one of those verses that has kind of crossed over from the religious into a little bit of the, the secular world, and you'll even see uh, this phrase that's, uh, that Jesus utters today, uh, you'll see it in a lot of uh, non-religious settings. I've even seen it, I've uh, quoted in movies and books quite a bit. Um, but before we read this, let us uh, pause for a moment in prayer. Spirit of the living God. Lord, we uh, come to you and call upon you today, Lord, to, uh, to bless our hearts and minds as we come and we seek truth. Lord, not just truth as we perceive it or as truth as we would want to know it, Lord, but truth as it is, truth as it dwells with you. Father, we pray your Holy Spirit be with us, Lord, and it would open our hearts and minds that we hear, that we may read, that we may understand and know the truth for us. Lord, bless this holy reading of your holy word. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the gospel according to John chapter 8, verse 32. Listen now to the word of the Lord. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God there is a phrase that I've been hearing a lot lately and the more I hear it the more it frightens me and I'm hearing a lot in the media and it's a lot of different news sources and they're all saying this phrase and like I said it's it's getting really scary and you've probably heard it too the phrase is controlling the narrative You might have heard that spoken on the news. Controlling the narrative, as in who is controlling the narrative in America today? Is it the left or is it the right? Is it the Republicans, the Democrats, the the conservatives, or the liberals, the reactionaries, or the progressives? Who is the one controlling the narrative? And, And what they mean by that is who's controlling the story? Who's controlling what it is we believe Because if you control the narrative, you're controlling the story. If you control the story, you control what it is we believe. And presumably, the theory goes, you then control the truth. And that's why I feel like this is such a scary phrase to say, who is out there controlling the narrative? Because whoever's controlling the narrative is going to dictate what we believe about certain things. And And all the fight and debate we have in this country today is about controlling this narrative. Like, like, who's controlling the narrative about gender? About the gender, how, what gender is like, and what's the nature of gender? Can men become women and women become men? Or are you stuck with the gender you're born with? Who's controlling the, the narrative about America and its founding? Was America founded in freedom and liberty? Or was it founded in, in racism and oppression? See, who's controlling that narrative? Who's controlling the narrative about life? Does life begin at conception? Does life begin at birth? Or does life begin somewhere in between? And lately you might have been hearing about the narrative of COVID-19 now. Who's controlling the narrative about COVID-19? Did it emerge through natural sources? Or was it created in a lab? And if it was created in a lab, was it leaked out by accident? Or did something more sinister happen? See, there's a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake about who controls this narrative because whoever controls the narrative is now going to control how we react to these things, what kind of laws that we make, right? how we deal with some of our foreign neighbors, the kinds of things we teach to our children in school about biology and about history. See, these are all important questions with dire consequences, and the consequences are dire because the truth matters. Theory is whoever controls the narrative controls the truth. There's actually bigger implications here other than just our laws and what we teach our children. You know, freedom itself is at stake because the truth is a foundation for freedom. And we know this because every dictator, every dictator that's ever existed on planet Earth, has first tried to control the flow of information. To his people because the truth matters and that's why this idea of controlling the narrative can be so frightening see and the way I think is that well nobody should control the narrative I mean just correct me if I'm wrong but I believed and I've always been taught to believe that the basic element of a free society is you just tell us the truth and then we'll decide what the narrative is for ourselves. But there's actually something even bigger at stake, something even bigger than our political freedom. See, when we read today, Jesus said that the truth will set you free. He wasn't talking about political liberty, he wasn't talking about political freedom. He was talking about something much bigger than political freedom, he was talking about something more important than political freedom. He was talking about a freedom and a bondage that touches the very mind and the heart and the soul of people that affects how we think, how we feel, not just how we act, not just how we perceive our world, and not just controlling the narrative of our society. See, the freedom that Jesus was talking about was a spiritual freedom. And the bondage he talks about is a spiritual bondage, the bondage to sin and death. And the truth that sets us free is a truth that sets us free from spiritual bondage. You know, in our country, we like to make a, like to make a big fuss about political freedom. It's a big deal to us. It really matters to us, but we don't really talk about spiritual freedom a lot. And I've often wondered why it is. I mean, if freedom is so important to us, why don't we talk a lot about spiritual freedom? But you don't see any big campaigns going on for spiritual freedom. Come on, everyone. we got to fight for spiritual freedom. we got to protect our spiritual liberties. We don't have any songs or hymns singing about the great spiritual liberties that we celebrate and and, uh, appreciate here in America. There's no books out there in the bookstore warning about the loss of our spiritual liberties that's looming over the horizon. Now, why is that? Why do we talk so much about political freedom and we don't talk a whole lot about spiritual freedom? I mean, it could be that we're kind of left to do that on your own. But I think there's another reason. I think the reason we don't talk a lot about spiritual freedom is that we don't even know that we're slaves. We think we already have all the spiritual freedom that we need. The only thing we have to do is add on to it the political freedoms that we need. But you see, the truth matters. The truth matters here more than anywhere else. A Russian writer, Dostoevsky, once said, the best way to keep a prisoner from escaping is to make sure he never knows he's in prison. Think about that for a second. The best way to keep a prisoner from escaping is to make sure he never knows that he's actually in prison. The reason why we don't talk about spiritual freedom so we have no idea that we're slaves if I even even mention it some of us will just kind of bristle with offense. and 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 the people that Jesus talked about they had the same reaction they were very offended that Jesus even suggested that they could be slaves because Jesus said it's the truth that sets you free and it said some in the audience when they heard it they said we're children of Abraham We're not slaves to anybody. We've never been slaves to anybody. How dare you call us slaves? Jesus told them something they didn't realize. He said, whoever sins is a slave to sin. Gosh, that changes everything. Whoever sins is a slave to sin. All we have to do is sin, and that makes us a slave to sin. And we react just like that audience did. Oh, no, we're Americans. Come on. We're not slaves to anybody. Our forefathers fought for freedom. Their sons fought for freedom. And we still fight for freedom today. We're never slaves to anybody. That's what it means to be an American. It's not what Jesus said. Whoever sins is a slave to sin. See, that's what I mean. The truth, it matters. See, we, we, we get messed up so much and we get the wrong idea about, about freedom and, and bondage and slavery. You know, we, we even look at religion or our faith as being some sort of burden, some obligation that binds us. And, and, and people, especially from the outside, will look at the faith and think that it's all that we're not free at all. That we just pile all this religious baggage and bondage onto ourselves, and you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't sleep with this person, you can't sleep with that person. I got to go to church, I got to tithe my money, I've got to pray, I've got to believe what the Bible tells me. Come on, you call that freedom? At least I need to think for myself. See, the truth matters. The truth matters because it is the sinner that is in bondage. And it's those that sin that are slaves to sin, and it is the believer in Christ that is free. In fact, only the believer in Christ can be truly free. Because what Jesus told us, to sin is to be a slave to sin. And when you're a slave to something, that you make that thing your master, and you're no longer making your own decisions. Your master is making them for you. And if you're a slave to sin, now your sin is making your decisions for you. You're not thinking for yourself. Your sin is thinking for you. Your sin is telling you what to think. Your sin is telling you what your opinion is. Your sin is telling you what you believe. If we're a slave to sin, we don't act for ourselves because our sin is telling us what to do and it's telling us how to act. When we're a slave to sin, we can't even feel for ourselves. Your sin's telling you what to feel. It's telling you what to like and what to not like. Of course, we don't like to hear this either. We hear this and we react like any addict reacts. I can stop anytime I want to. I just don't want to. You see how deep it goes? You can't even want to to do something different when you're a slave to sin It's taken your desires down to their very root so we can't even want to be free from them if you don't believe me how powerful and pervasive this slavery to sin to be just think of your own self just think of your own self and 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 we're all christians here we've all been set free by christ but we still feel the bondage of sin and just, just, just look in your own heart, because I can tell you right now, everybody here, every single person here is struggling with a sin. I know this for a fact. I know it because you're all human beings. And we're all fallen, broken human beings. And fallen, broken human beings struggle with sin. Now think about that. There's some times where you can conquer it. There's some times where you get the better of your sin. But there's some times where your sin gets the better of you. There's sometimes you don't even want to do something, and you do it anyway. That's what Paul said. He said, I don't do the thing I want to do. I do the thing I don't want to do. And how is that possible? Because still sin controls us somewhat. And we're the saved. We're the elect. We have Christ. Imagine what it's like without Him. Any freedom that we have from sin, any freedom at all, is the freedom that Christ has given us. And there is no freedom. There was no freedom without Christ. There was only the bondage to sin. You see what I mean? The truth matters. Because it's the truth that can set you free. That's what Jesus tells us the truth will set you free. But you know, when we hear we hear we hear truth, most of us are thinking in terms of information, right? Truth is information, but it's right information. is having the right facts, not the wrong facts. That's what the truth is. But if the truth is information, if the truth is facts, and the truth sets us free, then we have the right information, and that's what sets us free. We've got to get control of the narrative, right? We've got to get the right information in our life, and that's what sets us free. But here's the truth about that. Information doesn't set anybody free. Information can't set us free. I mean, look, knowledge of what is true and of what is a lie is a, very, is a foundation of freedom and it's a, very, it's a step in being free. But information itself can't set anybody free. You see, there's two ways that you can know something. Two ways, and especially when the Bible talks about knowing. Two ways that you can know something. You can know something intellectually, like you know a fact, or you can know something intimately, like knowing a person. Right, there, there's the intellectual kind of knowledge, and that's a fact, like I, can, like I know algebra. Well, bad example, I don't actually know algebra. <laughs> I read a book about Dante the other day, right, had a lot of facts about Dante, right, where he grew up. He grew up in Italy. He was in love with a woman named Beatrice. He wrote The Divine Comedy, right, but I put that book down. I didn't know Dante. I know about Dante, but I don't actually know him. The guy's been dead for hundreds of years. I couldn't possibly know him. My brother, on the other hand, I've known him since the day he was born. I've known him for for 45 years, and we've fought beside each other. We've fought with each other, and we've, we've lived life together for a very long time. I know my brother, just like you know your people in your life. I know my children. I know my friends. I know my wife. I know my mother. I know my father. That's a different kind of knowledge. That is intimate knowledge. That's relationship knowledge. And when Jesus says you have to know the truth, This is the kind of knowledge he's talking about. Not factual knowledge, not information knowledge. He's talking about intimate knowledge. He's talking about relationship knowledge. That kind of know the truth. Now you might ask, how can I know truth? Truth is a concept. Truth is right facts or wrong facts. But let's not forget that Jesus is the truth. He told us himself in John 14, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. See, this truth that sets us free is not any knowledge, it's not any information. The truth that sets us free is the person of Jesus Christ. That's why you see in this verse here, there's a whole consequence of events. It's a whole chain, a sequence that must be complete if we're going to be set free. Now normally when you hear this spoken, it's usually spoken maybe in outside secular circles, in a a movie or a TV or in a book or something, and all it tells you is you must know the truth and the truth must set you free. But see, they break that sentence up. And and I've had to cheat a little bit with our life verses because this is actually a verse and a half. Because the verse cuts off in the middle of a sentence when you cut it off you don't see the sequence that takes place before you can know the truth so before you know the truth which is Christ and there's no freedom without Christ you first have to be one of his disciples before you can be one of his true disciples you have to abide in the Word of Christ He sees a sequence. To know the truth, to be set free, you have to know the truth. To know the truth, you have to be a true disciple. To be a true disciple, you have to first abide in the word of Christ. And that's where it starts. He says, if you abide in my word. Not when, but if you abide in in my word and abiding in the word of christ means more than just hearing it it means taking it into your heart it means trusting it it must it is believing it and believing in who christ is and only when you abide in his word then you can be a true disciple and only when you're a true disciple then you know the truth because truth isn't a set of facts it's not knowledge it's not any kind of intellectual proposition knowing the truth is knowing jesus christ Knowledge doesn't set us free, even if you have all the knowledge in the world. Have you all seen that, uh, heard of that, uh, that uh, new AI called ChatGPT? You know, heard that on the news a lot? It's supposed to be the smartest thing in the world. It knows everything. It's connected to the World Wide Web. It's connected to all information, all knowledge. You can type a question in. It'll spit out an answer. You can even get it to write an essay or a term paper for you. And it can have supposedly all the right information because it knows everything, it knows it all. You know what Chat GPT can't do? It can't set you free. It can't set you free from spiritual bondage because it's the truth that sets us free. Not truth is knowledge, it's the incarnation of the truth, the living, breathing, spirit dwelling presence of Christ. There is no freedom without him. You see, the truth matters because it's the truth that sets you free. Did you know that every form of bondage starts with a lie? Every one every form of slavery from spiritual all the way up to political slavery to personal and emotional slavery, it all starts with a lie. And in every lie, there's always a form of bondage. Every lie we believe is another link in the chains that bind us. Every lie that that we walk around with, not just the big lies of sin and death, but these little lies that we carry around with us every single day. And we all carry them we all carry these little lies maybe someone told them to us maybe we told them to ourselves lies like I'm ugly I'm worthless I'm stupid lies like I won't amount to anything and nobody loves me maybe somebody said something like that to you. Maybe you just decided it one day through uh, the course of your events in life that these were the realities of your life. But these are lies. These are lies. These are all lies, and they keep us in chains. And they keep us from realizing who we really are. And these are lies that keep us from realizing just the wonderful destiny that God has put upon us and God has, has destined us for but see, knowing Christ is knowing the truth. And when you know the truth, He can break every single one of those lies. But you got to know Him first. See, when we know Christ, we know the truth. And when you know the truth, you know you can't be ugly. Because the truth is you're made in the image of God. And What's more beautiful than that? What's more beautiful than being made in the image of God? When you know Christ as the truth, you know you can't be stupid because you have the mind of Christ. How can the mind of Christ possibly be stupid? When you know Christ, you know the truth, and you know you're not worthless because you know then that you've been made for a purpose. When you know Christ, you know the truth, and you know it's no way possible that you're going to amount to nothing. Because the truth says that you are part of the body of Christ. And as a part of the body of Christ, you're destined for the glory of the universe. When you know Christ, you know the truth. And you know there's no way it's true that nobody loves you. Whatever you want to say, you can never say that again, that nobody loves you. Because Jesus gave his life that you might have yours. And there's no greater love than that. You see, the truth matters. The truth matters because it has the power to break the power of lies. Any and every lie in your life that's kept you in chains. But it's not enough to know about Jesus, you have to abide in his word. You have to be his true disciple and then you will see him and then you will know him and in knowing christ you will know the truth and the truth will set you free to god be all the glory forever and ever amen